1: Last week, we talked about the state of Israel, and there's so much to talk about uh, as we look at the modern day uh, information about Israel that you don't often hear about. So would you stay tuned so I can give you some information that I think will really be helpful when talking about Israel? But let's first begin with prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our father, our king, we love you. And we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. And one of the things that you've done is you have been faithful to Israel. And that is such a blessing. So we love you. We praise you, and we pray that this message is your message to people so that they can understand your love for Israel and the fact that Israel will always be a nation before you eternally. That's what your scripture says. Amen and amen. Well, before we get started today, let me remind you of... uh, just we're appreciative of your generosity, both in giving to us personally uh in terms of the radio show, but also to the messianic community in the Ukraine, and we are still not yet up to fifty thousand, uh, but we're hoping that this week we'll do it as we keep getting finances in. We're just looking for your help um, and so please uh consider. Uh, helping us by calling our office at 813-831-5673. And anybody you speak to, they'll be happy to take your um, information so that you can give to the Messianic community in the Ukraine. Now, we start off each week uh, in these seven weeks as uh, we count the Omer, because that's what it says to do in Leviticus twenty-three, fifteen, and 16. I pray that as you do this, because you can even still look at our website and find the counting of the Omer there. It's a 50 day uh, devotional. Um, you know, we pray that it brings you closer to the Lord. So join with me today as we count. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech asher kiddishanu b'mitzvotah v'tzivanu al sifarat haomer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the first day of the sixth week, and day 36 I have counted the Omer. Now the theme for today is healing through faith. So let's read these scriptures. Matthew 9:37 and 38 says, "Then he said to his disciples, "The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, therefore pray to the Lord for the harvest that he may send out workers in his harvest field." And let's read Jeremiah three fifteen, I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will feed you knowledge and understanding. And Jeremiah one four and five, the word of Adonai came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I set you apart, I appointed you prophet. To the nations. Though the words in Jeremiah, this is the thought, by the way, the words in Jeremiah 1, we read about his calling from God. Uh, Each of us have been known in our mother's womb by God, and each of us have a mission to share God's word. Often we don't think we're good enough. Sometimes we just don't feel like it. Other times we don't want to impose on others. We might just be scared. These are our rationalizations for disobeying God. God's will for us is to share his word with others, and that is undeniable. Our challenge, God's calling you and I to share his word with others, don't have Jonah's reaction in verse Uh, Chapter one, verse three, where he said, now the word of Adonai came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, rise, go to the great city Nineveh and call out to her for their evil has risen before me. But Jonah rose to flee to uh, Tarshish uh, from the presence of Adonai. Our challenge is to run to the Lord and say, here I am. Send me the prayer for today. Lord, help me obey you. I want to be an example of 2 Timothy four two, proclaiming the word, being ready when it is convenient or inconvenient. Amen and amen and amen. So if you remember where we were last week, we uh, were talking, just beginning to talk about Uh, 2003 that israel built what is called a security fence now why did they do that well they were having tremendous amount of terrorist attacks in israel where it was infiltrated from palestinian areas so uh Israel concluded that they could no longer rely on others for the protection of its citizens, and it decided to erect a physical barrier. The construction of this security fence was one of the most effective nonviolent methods of preventing of terrorism. And the fence has contributed to the personal security and welfare of Israeli and Palestinian communities on both sides of the fence. Now, I can give you some personal stories about this. Um, My daughter lived in Israel during this time, and uh, I remember her calling me when across the street, a bomb went off. I think it was a restaurant or a bakery where a, a, a father and daughter were killed, and She was shaking and she was calling me just, you know, for support. Another time she was about to go on the bus and she just heard this little voice telling her, don't go on this bus, go on the next one. And that bus that she didn't go on blew up and there were a lot of people hurt and some killed. Those are just some of the stories as to why a security fence was necessary. Um, You know, there's some really very interesting facts to tell you. But let me let me tell you about the size of Israel. Currently, the size of Israel is about eight thousand three hundred or so square miles. Uh, to give you an example, Jordan, which they were supposed to get that land, uh, is almost 36,000 square miles. So, what that means is that um, Jordan's three and a half times the size of Israel. Now, I said 8,000 roughly square miles. Egypt is 386,000 square miles. Syria is 71,000 square miles. Saudi Arabia, the largest, is 756,000 miles. And Iran is 636,000 miles. Is that amazing? So you can see that when people say that Israel is trying to take over, they haven't done a very good job because they're tiny. They're tiny. And to put it another way, I told you that roughly 8,500 square miles is Israel. California, the state of California, is 164,000 square miles. So uh, I guess you could fit uh, about almost 20 of Israels in the state of California. Is that crazy? It's about the same size as New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a little larger at 8,900 square miles. Now, the population... Of Israel. Well, first let's look at the population of the entire Middle East, okay? Uh, I think this is based on 17 countries. And the population is 463 million people. So obviously, most of them are Arab. And if you look at specific countries, Egypt with 106 million, Iran with 82 million, Turkey with 80 million, Iraq with 37 million, Saudi Arabia with 28 million, and Israel is just under 9 million. Think about that. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And during its long history in Jerusalem, going back even through biblical times, Jerusalem has been attacked 52 times, captured and recaptured 44 times, and destroyed twice. I wonder if there is any other city in the world that has this kind of history. But I've got to tell you, God is faithful. Even with all of this craziness, God is amazingly faithful. And so let's look at some of the faithfulness of God to Israel. Number one, God has promised the land and the people as an eternal covenant. An eternal covenant. It says in Genesis 17:7, seven, yes, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant in order to be your God and your seeds God after you. Let's look at a second thought. Jews will be scattered throughout the nations. Now, let's think about this for a second. Do you know of a people, a people group like the Jews who has been scattered throughout the world lost their home country and stayed a people. Well, let's look at this. Leviticus, because see, these things are all, they're in scripture. Leviticus 26, verse 27. Yet in spite of this, you will not listen to me, but walk contrary to me. Then I will walk contrary to you in wrath. So I will chastise you seven times for your sins. This is God talking to Israel. Then in verse 33 says, I will scatter you. Among the nations, and I will draw out the sword after you, meaning that you're going to be persecuted. So your land will become a desolation and your cities will become a waste. So interesting enough that God is saying that Israel, the land or Palestine or whatever you want to call it, will be desolate and a wasteland. We'll talk about that in a minute. A third concept is that you're going to be few in numbers. Deuteronomy 4:27 Ad and I will scatter you among the peoples and you will be left few in number among the nations where Ad and I will drive you. All of see all of these things are in God's word and persecuted but called to bless the nations. It's crazy. How can we be spread out like that and scattered and be few and still, bless the nations well genesis 12 3 says my desire is to bless those who bless you whoever curses you i will curse and in all the families of the earth will be blessed so in you in israel in the people in in the jewish people all the families of the earth will be blessed so first of all the countries that have gone against the jewish people have been cursed we see it for instance in spain where there was the inquisition and they were the power at that time and right after that they lost their power we can see it in russia where russia came against the jewish people and what do you know they lost so much of their territory they used to be called the USSR now they're just Russia and uh so we see this we see this in Germany with with you know losing the war and and having to be rebuilt um there's so many places uh, so consider the miracle of the land of Israel when considering God's faithfulness now what I mean by that is that we we just read that the land will be desolate, and it was uh, and um in fact, we know that uh because Mark Twain and I think I read it last week um said as he he couldn't even find a person that it was so desolate uh, or he said even the cactuses were having trouble uh, so it was terribly desolate so it says in leviticus twenty i'll make the land desolate we read that and then it says that the land will blossom when jews return to israel Well, that would be crazy. I mean, how can a a land be desolate and then be blooming? But Ezekiel 36, 8 says, but you mountains of Israel, you will shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit for my people, Israel, for their return is near. So when Israel is returned, uh, when the Jewish people are returned to Israel, we're going to see the land blossom and that's what happens now the israel is exporting fruit their fruit is amazing their vegetables are amazing they have in in the 20th century they're the only country that had more trees in the end of the 20th century than the beginning of the 20th century and and no other country can say that about the number of trees they had i mean you can go on and on and on and explain how amazing Israel has blossomed. Even the desert, they found ways to irrigate. They, I mean, these are things that people use all around the world. The inventions of Israel that have, and, and this is all God, because God said it would happen. Here's another thing: the ingathering of Israel. It's mentioned forty times, over forty times. In the Hebrew Bible, Jeremiah thirty-one seven is an example. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and I will gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them, the blind and the lame and the pregnant together with she who is in labor with child, a great throng will return here. And we know that's happened. We talked about that in the in the 1880s, all throughout to the 20th century century. Um, that people from the north country russia almost all their jews left and went to is not all but many of them a good percentage are now in israel but we see that in ethiopia uh, it's true and we see that in the united states and, and people have come from china all over the world to be to in gather in israel that's another miracle of god how about this one Hebrew will be revived. Now, when has a dead language ever been revived to be used in a country? So recently I watched this video and the guy said, um, you know, what language do they speak in Latin America? It's not Latin because Latin's a dead language. It's not spoken. But Hebrew... Also was not spoken until and, and, and it lasted because the rabbis used it in prayer and the rabbis used it in liturgy and that kind of thing. But it wasn't spoken. But in, in just a short time, Israel now has Hebrew as their language and all the people in Israel speak it is is that amazing and zephaniah 3 9 for then i will restore to the people pure speech so that all of them may call upon the name of adonai and serve him shoulder to shoulder see it says here restore which means that it was and then it left and then it was coming back again oh my goodness then we have all the nations will come against Israel, Zechariah 14.21. Not a good thing, obviously, uh, but uh, the nations will come against Israel, and we see it in the UN. Almost every nation is in Israel uh, against Israel except the United States. Uh, nobody has the guts to stand up for Israel. It's just the way it is, uh, but that's also in Scripture. And then... 10, if you're counting... A spiritual revival. God promises an incredible spiritual revival. In Zechariah 8, 22 and 23, it says, Indeed, many peoples and powerful nations will come to seek Adonai Sevaot in Jerusalem and to entreat the favor of Adonai. Thus says Adonai Sevaot: In those days it will come to pass that ten men from every language of the nations will grasp the corner of the garment of a Jew saying, "Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you." Now, how crazy is this with everybody being against Israel? Jew people who are not even Jewish, but they are believers in Yeshua as their Messiah, are coming to Israel and some are staying in the land, some are just visiting, but they're coming and they're saying, you guys have something that we need, that we want. It's it's a spiritual revival going on, and we see it in the Messianic movement. We see it all throughout Israel that God is doing something. He's bringing the righteous Christians to Israel and and just as it says in Zechariah eight twenty two and twenty three, what I'm trying to tell you today is that Israel's history is all supernatural. Now, people don't really um, they don't see it. It's hard to believe, isn't it? They don't see it, but. Israel all the stuff that's going on in Israel is absolutely supernatural and we should see that as a sign from God that he is faithful and I would just challenge you to be a supporter of Israel not because Israel's is a perfect country but of course the United States isn't the perfect country either We can agree on that, yes. But God has a plan and a purpose for Israel, not only today, but in the end of days. And so it's important to join God and his mission, because that's what we're to do daily anyway. We are to just put our own will and our own common sense aside and trust in god isn't that what proverbs says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path i believe god is directing your path today to be a supporter of israel and I would just uh, cl- look, there's a lot more to talk about, and we will definitely do that next week. Uh, I didn't realize how much there is and uh, how many weeks it'll take up, but I'm excited about it because I believe this is a God thing. So consider s- helping to support us, stay, help us to stay on the radio, but I believe even more important than that, and I say this sincerely, is sending a gift to Ukraine. Call our office 813-831-5673 and support uh, the Ukraine support, the messianic movement in the Ukraine. I, I think it would be fantastic. We love visitors. Please come on Friday or Saturday. Look at our website to see which congregation is closer to you, which one you'd like to visit. Bring friends, especially if they're Jewish. And so we check out shereshdavid.org for times, dates, locations. I pray that all who are listening today will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. We know that Messiah's heart was for Israel. I pray that your heart will be so as well. I pray all of this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.
0: You are Messiah. Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. God of Israel.